0: Boundaries are the core of any healthy relationship, and this includes your relationship with diabetes. This is the first of a two-part series on boundaries and diabetes management. In this series, we'll take a deep dive into what boundaries are, why they're so important for your diabetes management, and what you can do to make sure you have healthy boundaries in place so you can live your best life with diabetes. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head-on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. This episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast is brought to you by the Get Unstuck With Type 1 Diabetes Program. This six-week digital program will take you from feeling stuck with diabetes to feeling free, flexible, and confident in your life with diabetes. You'll get all the tools you need to live life with type 1 diabetes on your own terms. This program is your step-by-step guide to take the power away from diabetes and put it right back where it belongs, with you. To sign up or for more information, Go to www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash program. That's thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash program. Get excited. This program is going to change your life. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. This episode is going to be the first of a two-part series on boundaries. Boundaries are a critical part of any healthy relationship, including your relationship with type 1 diabetes. In this episode, we're going to talk more about why boundaries are such an important part of your relationship with type 1 diabetes and how they play into that relationship and why having poor boundaries can have such a big impact on your mental health in your life with type 1 diabetes. I've identified four different areas where boundaries with type 1 diabetes are essential, and those are Boundaries with diabetes, boundaries with yourself, boundaries with other people, and finally, boundaries with your healthcare team. In this episode, I'm going to focus on boundaries with diabetes and boundaries with yourself. And in the next part of this two-part series, I'm going to focus on boundaries with other people and with your healthcare team. Be sure to listen until the end of this episode when I'll give you some quick tips on how to set boundaries with yourself and with diabetes. Let's get to it. So as I said before, boundaries are a fundamental part of any healthy relationship. That includes your relationship with type 1 diabetes. I'm not going to dive too far into what it means to have a relationship with type 1 diabetes right now in this episode, because I did an episode recently on your relationship with type 1 diabetes. That was episode 31 that I released on April the 15th. So if you have any questions about your relationship with type 1 diabetes, make sure you go back and listen to that episode. It'll be really helpful. I want to help you understand what a boundary is, and why it's so helpful in your life with type 1 diabetes. Very simply put, a boundary is a barrier, and it helps you decide what you want to allow into your life and what you want to keep out of your life. Before we dive too deep in talking about boundaries and type 1 diabetes, let's just talk about boundaries in general and why they're so helpful. And as we start this conversation, I think it's really helpful to talk about boundaries on the extremes first. Imagine that you had a house, and the house had no doors and no windows. Basically, the house was just a roof and maybe a couple of walls, and nothing really more than that. Doesn't sound ideal, does it? And why not? Well, there are a lot of reasons. First of all, all of the elements can come in the house. The wind, the rain, nothing is keeping those things out. Also, nothing is keeping out intruders from the house, so anyone can walk in anytime they want to because there's no door there. So, sure, it lets people that you want to come in come in, but you would let them in anyway. But it also lets anybody else who wants to show up at your door and walk in your house into your house without asking. This house is an example of having no boundaries. Anyone can walk in anytime they want to and do whatever they want, and there's nothing to keep them out. On the other hand, I want you to imagine that you had that same house. But instead of being open to the elements and allowing anyone who wants to come in, this house is surrounded by a 10 foot fence with no opening. It has doors with three deadbolts on it. And it has windows that are covered with bars. Your house is so secure that when you're inside, you can't get out. And there's no way that anyone can come and visit you because it's so guarded. This is an example of a boundary on the other end, another boundary that's just not helpful. If you have a house, you wanna have boundaries that protect you and keep people you don't want in out of your house. Also, you wanna be protected from the elements, not let the rain or the wind in. But at the same time, you wanna be able to leave your house when you want to. And you wanna be able to have friends over and allow them in when you want them to come in. And if the boundaries around your house are too strict, that's not gonna be possible. People are gonna to try to come to your house to deliver food or deliver the mail or come visit you and they're going to be turned away because they can't get in. That's not a helpful or healthy boundary at all. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, this makes perfect sense for a house, but what on earth does it have to do with diabetes? And let me tell you, this has a lot to do with diabetes. The boundaries that you put up with diabetes and with yourself play a big role in how mentally healthy you are in your life with type 1 diabetes. Of course, you don't want your boundaries to be too loose, but at the same time, you don't want them to be too strict. You wanna find ways to have appropriate boundaries in your life with diabetes. And this podcast episode is gonna help you do just that. I want you to imagine a time recently when you felt overwhelmed by diabetes and ask yourself, why did I feel overwhelmed? What was it about diabetes that made me feel overwhelmed? And felt like it was too much for me at that time. When you're feeling overwhelmed, It's a great opportunity to think about if you're allowing diabetes across a boundary in your life. Are you allowing diabetes to have too much of your headspace or too much of your thoughts or too much of your worry? If so, there may be a boundary issue there. Before I go any further, I want to just say that this has nothing to do with diabetes management and everything to do with the amount of headspace that you give diabetes. There are several non-negotiables with diabetes, and one of them is you have to manage it. You have to check your blood sugar, take insulin, and if you don't, some pretty negative things will happen. Those are not the types of boundaries I'm talking about here. The boundaries I'm talking about are how you allow that work and those management non-negotiables to invade your life, how you allow them to affect you, and how you're living your life on a daily basis. I was talking to someone recently who felt like they had to be aware of their blood sugars every minute of the day. They had it on their computer, on their phone, on their watch, and on their pump their blood sugar was everywhere. And they felt that if they weren't aware of what the blood sugar was at every moment of the day, that somehow they were out of control. This person has a belief if they didn't let diabetes in and let it consume them, that somehow they were doing something wrong. When in reality, it's just not necessary to be aware of what your blood sugars are every minute of the day. That's just giving diabetes way too much headspace. Another great example of having a poor boundary with your diabetes is when you constantly strive for perfectionism, even when you know perfect blood sugars aren't possible, at least not all the time. And you're so worried about making even the smallest mistake and having the smallest blood sugar excursion that it just consumes you. When every decision that you make in your life has diabetes at the top of your mind and you feel you can never make any decision without thinking about diabetes first. When this happens, you're giving diabetes way too much power in your life and you're allowing it to control you in ways that are not healthy. Take a minute and think about what sort of rigid boundaries you have with diabetes. Are the things that you think about a lot or that you allow to consume you that aren't really necessary? Or are the things that you don't do because of diabetes and you feel like diabetes holds you back because it has to? If any of these things ring true for you, it may be a good sign that your boundaries with type 1 diabetes are too loose and that you're letting diabetes into your life and into your mind in ways that it really shouldn't be. Also, think about what would happen if you were able to put some boundaries up with diabetes and not let it in so much. How would your life be better? And my guess is that you can think of all kinds of ways that you would spend your time and your energy and your focus if you weren't letting diabetes consume you. Now, I recognize that it's not quite as easy as making the decision and doing it. There are lots of things that impact these boundaries. But the first step in setting different boundaries is being aware of what you have set so far. Because without awareness, you can't make change. Now, we don't want diabetes taking up too much of our headspace and invading too much of our lives. But at the same time, we have to pay attention to diabetes. And we can't just keep it out. That's not healthy either. If you have type 1 diabetes... Your diabetes needs regular care and feeding. And having a boundary that's too rigid is going to make that care and feeding really difficult. We can think about all kinds of ways that people try to ignore their diabetes, or they try to pretend like they don't have it, or they hide it from other people. They see diabetes as an embarrassment or a burden, and they want nothing to do with it. So they do their best to make that happen. They may not check their blood sugar. They may not take insulin very frequently. They do whatever they can to forget about diabetes and to pretend like it doesn't exist. And we all know how that usually turns out. Having too rigid of a boundary in your relationship with diabetes isn't helpful at all. And the ideal boundary with diabetes lies somewhere in the middle. You wanna give your diabetes enough attention so you're able to stay healthy and live a full and flexible life. But at the same time, you don't want to hand over too much of your life to diabetes and let it consume you. That's also not helpful. I want you to think about what is a healthy boundary with diabetes look like for you? And the answer may be different for everyone. There's no right or wrong answer. Some people may be comfortable with giving diabetes more headspace, while others may not be. Some people may be comfortable without checking their blood sugar for a couple of hours at a time, while some may need a little bit more information to feel comfortable and safe. And those variations and boundaries are completely fine. What we want to avoid are the extreme boundaries. Boundaries that come with the words like always or never. And also allowing yourself to balance your quality of life with your blood sugars. I'm a huge believer that while blood sugars are really important, we want to make sure you're healthy as possible, that there's a balance between your blood sugars and your quality of life. My guess is it would be really easy for you to have an A1C of 6% if you never left your house and you ate the same thing every single day. You can dial in your diabetes management and take out all the possible variables that can impact it. But if you were to do that, you would be setting a boundary that would have a huge impact on your quality of life. I don't know about you, but I love going out to eat. I love variety in my food. I also like leaving my house sometimes to exercise, or go to work, or go to the market. And there are variables that are there. Allowing yourself that flexibility means having a bit of a looser boundary with diabetes and being okay with some of that unpredictability and some of those blood sugar excursions. And you're doing this in service of your quality of life. But on the other hand, having blood sugars that are not managed at all isn't a healthy boundary either, no matter how much fun you're having, because you're gonna feel awful. And there's probably going to be some long-term consequences that you don't want to deal with. So where does the healthy boundary lie? It lies somewhere in the middle. And what that is for you is really up to you. So take a minute and think about it. What sort of healthy boundary do you want to set with diabetes? How much space do you want to give it in your life? How much space do you want to give it in your head? How much flexibility do you want in your life? And how okay with it are you if sometimes your blood sugars are out of range? Those are all questions you have to answer for yourself. But I really hope that your answer lies somewhere in the middle and not on either extreme because both extremes are unhealthy and are gonna impact both your physical and your mental health. So in the first part of this episode, we've been talking about what sort of boundaries we have with diabetes, how much we allow diabetes into our lives and how much we keep diabetes out of our lives. And now I wanna shift gears for a minute and talk about our boundaries with ourselves in relationship to diabetes. I think the best way to think about this is the difference between how much headspace you allow diabetes to have in your life and your behavior around your diabetes management. Those decisions you have to make on a regular basis about how to manage your diabetes and what you may have to give up or give into in order to manage your diabetes well. So I'll use myself as an example here. I love pancakes and I love bagels. Basically, I love all things carbs. And if I could, I would eat pancakes and bagels every single day for breakfast, no doubt. But I also know from lots of experience that if I eat pancakes or bagels or croissants or anything else that's high carb for breakfast, the rest of my day will be challenging, to say the least. My blood sugar will go high and I'll have a really hard time bringing it down, and it probably won't feel very good for the rest of the day. I'll have a hard time concentrating, I'll have a hard time working, and I'll probably prefer just to lay in bed and do nothing. Now, can I choose to have bagels and pancakes for breakfast? Of course, anytime I want to. I have complete freedom over what I eat for breakfast, but I also know the consequences of my choices. And so I've made a rule for myself, except for on special occasions, I don't eat carbs for breakfast. Another way of putting it is I set a boundary for myself. Unless it's my birthday or Christmas or some other big holiday, I don't eat carbs for breakfast. I really want them other days, but I just don't eat them. And when I do loosen my boundary, I do it for a good reason. Namely, I want to celebrate. But without this boundary, I would probably be in big trouble. Or at the very least, I wouldn't feel very well most mornings. I have this boundary in place for myself to keep myself safe. And to ensure that I feel as good as possible on as many days as possible. And when I loosen the boundary, there are consequences to that. And I'm aware of those and I make decisions about them accordingly. I would rather not have to have this boundary in place. But I do because it's going to keep me safe and keep me healthy. Having no boundary would say I'm going to eat whatever I want whenever I want to. And while that may work for some people, it doesn't work for me. I know there are folks out there who prescribed in theory that you can eat whatever you want with type 1 diabetes. And while technically that's true, I think it's a whole lot more trouble than it's worth. And that's a great example of having poor boundaries with yourself and type 1 diabetes. But the other extreme is just as unhealthy. That's having a rigid boundary and saying, I will never ever eat a carbohydrate because I have diabetes. Talk about no fun and in my opinion, completely unnecessary. But think about what that does to your quality of life. If you said, I can never have a carbohydrate ever again because I have diabetes, that sounds pretty miserable. That's a very rigid boundary that allows for no flexibility. And I think what we're looking for is more flexibility in our lives with diabetes. Diabetes wouldn't be so bad if it didn't hold us back. And boundaries are an important factor in making sure that we're safe with diabetes, but also the diabetes does not hold us back. It is a tricky balance, but definitely a balance that you can find. Always keep in mind that the reason why you want to have healthy boundaries in your relationships with other people and with diabetes and with yourself is that they keep you safe. They keep you safe both emotionally and they also keep you safe physically. And with diabetes, both your emotional health and your physical health are critical. So what do healthy boundaries with diabetes look like? The simple answer is they keep in what's helpful and they keep out what's not helpful. And what's true for everybody is that boundaries never are at the extreme. You never let in everything with diabetes and you never keep out everything with diabetes. The healthy balance lies somewhere in the middle. But where that middle is really depends on you and what you need. What you need to feel safe physically and what you need to feel safe emotionally and what you need to have a healthy balance between quality of life and diabetes management. But a healthy boundary is never allowing diabetes to be all-consuming or keeping diabetes out of your life completely. It's somewhere in the middle. Just like a small child, diabetes needs attention, and giving it the attention that it needs is actually a way of making it less consuming. I should also mention that these boundaries may change for you over time, And there may be seasons in your life when you have different types of boundaries with diabetes that are looser or maybe more rigid. So, for example, if you were recently diagnosed, you may give diabetes a lot more headspace than someone who's had diabetes for 50 years. You're trying to get your bearings and understand diabetes, and so it deserves a little bit more headspace at that time. But after some time, you get used to it and you understand it better, hopefully that headspace that it takes up will decrease. Another example might be if you're on vacation, you may decide that you want to have looser boundaries with diabetes that week. Like me, you may decide that you want to have all the carbs, all the pancakes, all the croissants, all the french fries, and not worry so much about your blood sugars for that week. So for that period of time, you may put diabetes on the back burner and loosen up the rules that you have for yourself around diabetes, at least for that period of time. Before wrapping up today, I wanna give you three tips for how you can set healthy boundaries with diabetes and with yourself as you work to manage diabetes in the best way that you can. Tip number one, define what a healthy boundary looks like for you. A boundary that's gonna allow you the freedom and flexibility you need in your life while still managing diabetes. Take out a piece of paper and write these boundaries down. The more specific you can be about the boundaries, the better. Tip number two, Commit to sticking to the boundary. A boundary is no good if you don't follow through with it and don't stick with it. You actually might as well not have a boundary if that's going to be the case. So once you define what your boundary is going to be and you set it, you have to stick to it. But remember, boundaries can change. So as you stick to your boundary, see what's working for you and what's not working for you. And maybe even what's working for you in this season. You're the one that sets your boundaries. So set them and change them as necessary. But whatever you set, stick to until it's not working for you anymore. And tip number three, find a way to hold yourself accountable to the boundaries that you set. Without accountability, it's way too easy to make those boundaries too rigid or too loose. And when boundaries are too rigid or too loose, again, they're not helpful. Find a way to hold yourself accountable that will work for you. This may mean having a friend or family member check in on you and ask you about how it's going. It may mean looking at your CGM reports on a regular basis to make sure that you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing. And I'm more than happy to help in holding you accountable to sticking into your boundaries. If you've set a new boundary today, I want you to send me a DM on Instagram at the diabetes psychologist and let me know what it is. By letting me know, that's a way of holding yourself accountable. But no matter what, I'm happy to be your accountability partner. You can also feel free to put your boundary in an Instagram story and tag me in that story. I would love to hear about all the boundaries you're setting with diabetes and with yourself in order to improve your quality of life and make sure diabetes gets its fair share of your attention, but not too much of it. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, it would mean a lot to me if you go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. That helps me get the word out about this podcast so that everyone with type 1 diabetes can benefit. Also, be sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And of course, I always love hearing from my listeners, whether it's about boundaries or about Asking me questions or giving me suggestions for future episodes, I want to hear from you. So please send me an email to mark at the or DM me on Instagram at thediabetespsychologist. And next week we'll have the second part of this two-part series on boundaries, where we'll talk about your boundaries with other people, with friends and family, and with your healthcare team. So be sure to tune in next week. It'll be an episode that you don't want to miss. And always remember, Type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast.